uh, and uh, just thankful for the impact that they've had in the lives of many of our young people here at our church. And God's worked uh, through different um, teen camps and junior camps and uh, teen overnights and retreats and all these different things that uh, our young people go to, and God's just worked through them. And so just appreciate um, what they do there at the camp and thankful that our young people have the opportunity, opportunity to go there. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and so what, uh, again, what we've been doing on uh, Sunday nights is looking at developing uh, biblical standards, and we've gone through um, some different ones, um, you know, and again, understanding that, um, again, we're looking at these standards, it's, it's our desire, we want, to, we want to please the Lord in what we're doing with our life, and uh, I'm thankful that God doesn't make everybody the exact same, right? God, God makes us different. And uh, I'm thankful for that. That is, um, uh, that's one of the blessings uh, I believe that God gives is variety. Um, I'm thankful that when you look at uh, the flowers and the trees that God made, there's not just one variety, right? There's, there's multitudes of varieties. I'm thankful that uh, when we think about food, right? I mean, you're glad there's not just one food. You're thankful for variety of food, Right. Uh, we're thankful for those things. And in the same way as God has created us individually, there's variety, and, uh, and we're thankful for that. Uh, but as we come to develop biblical standards, we have to understand uh, these standards that we develop uh, are to help us to live in the liberty that God has, has blessed us with, that God has given to us. We want to live in, in liberty for, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, we're looking at trying to develop uh, biblical standards, right? Um, maybe, maybe just uh, before we jump into this, uh, maybe is there, is there anybody that maybe you've been, as we've been going through this, uh, maybe there's a verse or something that has that caught your eye and you said, hey, through this verse, uh, you know, God spoke to me about uh, a, a something and I'm working on developing some uh, some standards uh, through this verse and in my own life. Because again, understanding what is a standard, right? When we talk about a biblical standard, what is that? Right? It's a rule that I impose upon myself, right? I'm not saying that everybody has to follow this. It's just a rule that I impose upon myself. Um, anybody, has anybody, as you've been going through this, maybe there's a verse or something, maybe something that we've looked at or something that you saw, uh, anybody want to share anything tonight about something that maybe has caught your eye in this? Just as, you know, just open it up for you here. Everybody's like, pastor, you never let us talk. Well, I'm, I'm letting you talk. So what do you, what do you think? Anybody? Anybody? McKenna? Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and, and uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, Now concerning the things wherever I wrote unto you, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, right? Um, and again, obviously this is talking about those that are not married. Um, you know, uh, I remember, um, you know, I, I was taught at a young age, hey, you don't, uh, you don't touch girls, uh, you don't hold your, their hand, you don't put your arm around them, you know, they don't belong to you, they're not yours, uh, they, they still belong to their father until that day that you get married uh, and, and she becomes your wife, you don't touch any, you don't touch girls, and, uh, and so I remember, um, 
you guys are talking about funny stories. I'm going to tell a funny story. Um, I remember uh, I, you know, did that. You know, I wanted to wait, and uh, and thank the Lord was able to stay pure until my my wedding and and things like that. Well, I was still in college when we got married, and uh, uh, because I was in college, we still had to go. To, I still had to go to chapel services, and uh, so we went. We were going to chapel services. Uh, in the college, and uh, usually the the married right they they kind of sat in a certain section, um, you know, but we were just newly married, and uh, so we weren 't really sitting in that section with all the the new the, the married couples and things and so I remember um, I was sitting in the chapel service, and hey, you know this is my wife, I remember sitting, and when I sit next to my wife, I like to put my arm around my wife i mean that's i 've been doing that since the day I got married, you know, and uh, I like that. Uh, and so we were sitting in the chapel service, and I had my arm around my wife, and uh, after the service was over, we were walking down the hall, and one of the faculty came up, and they said, um, you can't do that. I said, I can't do what? They said, um, you're, you're not allowed to have your arm around your wife in chapel services. I said, bet me. I said, I don't care what you say. That's my wife. I've waited this long. I'm putting my arm around my wife. Did I not? <laughs> I was like, you, I don't care what you say, man. I, you can kick me out of the school for all I care. This is my wife. And uh, so that's, that's a good thing, right? It's good for a man not to touch a woman, right? Um, and, you know, before marriage, that, that's important. Um, but I just could not believe he said that I couldn't put my arm around my wife after we'd been married. He's like, well, nobody knows you're married. I'm like, tell them to look at my finger, right? They can look at my finger. How are they going to know I'm married? Anyway, <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> There's more to the story? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, but that's good. Very good. All right? Um, so go. <laughs> now we have to be serious, right? Um, so let's go to first Cor- or Second Corinthians. Excuse me. Second Corinthians chapter 6. And um, Second Corinthians chapter 6. And again, I want, you to, I want you to participate tonight in this. Um, and, and parents, again, I, I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage parents, you need to sit down as a husband and wife, and you need to set some standards for your home. You need to set some biblical standards. Um, and, and again, base them on the Word of God. We're not just talking about you know, preferences and things. We're talking about biblical standards uh, that can help us to to honor the Lord in our lives, in our homes, in our marriages, in our families. Um, so let's look here at first. Uh, excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter six, and we're not going to read the whole passage here. Um, but in, in well, let's just begin reading in verse um, number fourteen. Right, he says, "Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial?" What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God. They shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye should be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Right? So when we look at this passage, right, um, what are some things, and, and, and really... I know a lot of times people have tried to use this passage in dealing with, uh, with marriage, right? Uh, a, a saved person should not marry an unsaved person, okay? And they use this passage, be not unequally yoked together. Um, 
I think if we, we look here, the passage is not dealing with marriage, although you can definitely apply that to marriage. I think um, when we look at Scripture, I think it's very clear, um, you know, it's, it's not good for a Christian to marry somebody who is not a Christian, right? Now, why would we say that? Why is it not good for a Christian to marry someone who is not a Christian? Why do we say that? Brother Jeff? Yeah, the, the, the direction you're going, the principles you're making, everything about your life is going in two different directions, right? So as a Christian, our desire ought to be to follow the Lord and please the Lord, right? But an unsafe person has no desire to follow God, right? They, there's no desire there. And so you have people going in two opposite directions here, okay? Um, and and it's, it's going to be very, very difficult in that marriage for a Christian uh, whether it's a man or the woman, to try to uh, to be obedient to the Lord and it not cause problems with the spouse who really doesn't care about following the Lord. Okay, um, and so yes, you can apply that. But let's let's look at when we think about this. Right? What are what are some things that we can pull from this passage here about what he speaks of? Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Right? Um, even just in thinking about that, being unequally yoked. Right? Obviously, you, yes, you can ap- apply that to marriage and things. But what else um, in this passage, how can we uh, apply this um, to, to base some, some standards, some principles off of? Right? Uh, as we're going through here, what, what do you think? What, what pops out to you in these verses, verses 14, 15, uh, 16, 17, whatever it might be? Uh, somebody said, well, what pops out to you here that says, hey, this is something that uh, obviously the Lord is saying. And uh, that, you know, I, this is something where, hey, maybe this is a biblical uh, principle here that there needs to be maybe a standard basically being built off of this, right? What do we see here? Brother Jake? The friends that you have, right? The friendships, right? Notice, notice what he says, um, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, right? Fellowship, that's dealing with friendships, right? The friendships that we have. Um, who are our closest friends? Right? If our closest friends are those that do not know the Lord, if our closest friends are those that, uh, that really care nothing about God, how is that going to impact our life? It's going to impact it. You say, well, I want to be a, I want to be a witness and a testimony to them. I understand that, but, but here's the thing. What's going to happen if those are our closest friends, what begins to happen are those are the ones that begin to pull us away from God. Because here, again, we're trying to live godly. We're trying to do what is right. We're trying to be obedient to God, right? And, you know, our friends are wanting to say, hey, let's go and do this, and let's go and do that, and, and, and uh, the language and all these other things. And, and wait a minute, hold on. As a Christian, man, that's going to be really hard for me to do. And so what begins to happen is I either start sacrificing these biblical principles and saying, you know, you know I, I know it doesn't please the Lord, but I still want to be their friends, and we start sacrificing things that we know are not pleasing to God, and we follow them, or what's going to happen is if we are truly trying to please God, you know what's going to happen? Those friends aren't really going to want to be around us much. They're not going to want to be those, those friends anymore. And, and I can tell you, I've talked to, to many, many people who have gotten saved and, and truly have a desire to follow the Lord and, and be what God wants them to be. And, and they'll t- they've told me, they said, uh, Pastor, we didn't have to 
break off the friendships. We didn't have to do that. They did it. They broke up. They broke them off. Because our desire was to follow God, and, and when they invited us to go to parties, and when they invited us to do this, and, and I said, no, I can't do that because I'm a Christian, I didn't have to stop the friendship. They stopped it. And, and so even our friendships, right, our, our relationships and friends, and, and this is why even who we have as friends, right, um, you know, even the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 22, make no friendship with an angry man. Think about that. Um, are the people we around always mad? Are they always angry? You know what that's going to do? That's going to start rubbing off on us. We're going to start getting mad. We're going to start getting angry, right? Um, think about Psalms chapter 1. What does Psalms 1, 1 say? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. What's he saying? A, a man that truly wants to be blessed by God is not going to be around those people, now, please understand, when I, when I say not going to be around, I'm not saying that you don't go to work because, well, there's, there's, uh, there's lost people at work, so I'm not going to go to work. That's not what we're saying, right? Um, look, everywhere you go, there's probably going to be lost people, right? doesn't matter where you work, right? Um, you can work in Christian organizations and still be around lost people, that they're going to be there. But those, those shouldn't be the, the closest ones that we, that we hang out with. Those shouldn't be the, the close friends that we have, right? And I know many times, especially as teenagers, that's, that's hard, you know. Maybe there's not a lot of teenagers or young people or young adults that, that love the Lord like, like what you do. And, and it's hard to, to have friends, and, and I understand that. But God says, look, it's, it's very, very dangerous. He says, think about this, what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? They don't go together. They don't go together, right? Um, in fact, Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, evil communication corrupts good manners, right? Um, that, that, that evil communication, that evil lifestyle is going to try to corrupt the good. It's going to try to corrupt it. Um, and, and may I say this, just because someone is a Christian doesn't mean that they're the best type of friend either, right? Um, just because someone is a Christian doesn't mean that they have a desire to follow God. Um, just because someone is a Christian doesn't mean that they're just sold out for God. Unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians who really don't care about serving God. Um, I, I'm thankful for uh, for friends and for, for men that I have in my life that, um, you know, I just, I got a, um, a, a, a not a, text, but how many you know what Marco Polo is? Marco Polo? Some of you are like, Marco Polo, isn't that Marco Polo? Mar-? It's not Mark. That's not what it is. It's a, um, it's a way to communicate through like video and stuff like that. Um, and there's several guys around the country that I, that I communicate with that way. And just this afternoon, I, I got a, a Marco from, from a guy that's a, a really close friend of mine. He said, hey, I just, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Uh, you know, I know things are really going to be tough the next few months as, as you're trying to get into the new building and your daughter's getting married. He said, I just want you to know I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do for you, I'm praying for you. What, what's, what is that? He's, he's, he's encouraging me. He's strengthening me. He's there for me. Um, and that's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of Christians, that's the kind of friends we ought to have right? Friends that are going to encourage us in the Lord, not discourage us from the Lord. And unfortunately, there are some Christians that can discourage us from the Lord. They discourage us from following God, from doing what is right, okay? Um, 
And so if, even, if they're, even if they're Christians, if they're, not, if they're not encouraging us to follow the Lord, we better be very careful with that, right? Um, I saw some other hands. Miss Rachel. Yeah, it's, it's okay to be different, right? I mean, uh, again, there's, there's, there's basically kind of two, two crowds in the world. You've got the world and you've got those that are, that are saved and trying to follow the Lord, right? Um, and and ju- we don't have to, it shouldn't be our desire just to fit in, right? Um, because let's face it, we're, as Christians, if we truly love the Lord, we're never going to fit in. Now, are there Christians that are fitting in with the world? yes. There are Christians that really don't care about doing what God wants, and they're trying to fit in, but can I tell you, they're not really happy. They're not happy, they're miserable, because that's not what God wants for them. Um, and so we shouldn't be concerned about trying to, to, to fit in, right? In fact, he talks about that if you go down to um, uh, verse 15, what concord hath Christ with Belial? That, that idea of concord, it's harmony, right? There's harmony there, okay? Um, can you tell me what, of course, we understand Belial is referring to Satan here, but what harmony is there between Christ and Satan? <laughs> There's no harmony there, right? There's no harmony, okay? Uh, and this is what he's saying. They're, they're, they're total opposites, okay? Um, and so this, uh, this is going to affect, if we're going to say, look, this is what God wants for me, it's going to affect um, these relationships and friendships, right? Somebody else had another hand. I thought I saw... Mr. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, you can't ride the fence, right? Uh, it's either you're going to follow the world or you're going to follow Christ, right? Uh, you can't have it both ways, right? Uh, in fact, Jesus tells us about that, right? You cannot serve God and Mammon. You'll either hate the one and love the other, or hate the one and love the other. You can't you can't have both. Um, and unfortunately, I think many Christians are trying to do that. Um, they want the blessings of God, but they want to live the worldly life. God says that's, that's not going to work, right? Um, and, and again, it, it's, it's as a Christian, if we're really going to um, be blessed by God and have God's blessing in our life, and, and again, when I say God's blessing, I'm not just talking about monetarily or possession-wise. I'm just talking about God's blessing in general. Um, that you, can't, you can't have one foot in the world and one foot trying to follow God. It's, it's not going to work, Right? Uh, there was another hand I thought I saw. Yeah, Miss Kayla. I think it also applies to the church in general. I've heard you guys say that Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Making sure and examining, you know, even the church that you go to, what is the what is the doctrine being taught? Right? Is it truly of the Word of God? Again, think about what he says in verse sixteen. What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Right. So what, again, obviously. In all of this comparison that Paul gives, it, it doesn't... What, what is it when a question is asked that you don't even really have to answer it? It's rhetorical. That's what all these questions are that Paul's asking. They're rhetorical questions, right? You don't even have to answer. The, the answer is so obvious, right? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? The temple of God and idols. Guess what? They don't, they don't go together, Right? And, and just like what Ms. Caitlin is saying, as Christians, we have to make sure that the doctrine of even the church that we go to, is it, is it lining up with Scripture? Or is it just man's philosophy, man's ideas, right? Uh, and again, I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that churches can't have variety, 
right? I'm not saying that, uh, you know, some churches can be a little bit different and, uh, you know, do different programs or something like that. But what is their doctrine? What, what do they teach from the Bible? Okay. Um, is it just, uh, you know, um, you know, a, a little, a little two or three minute look at this verse and the rest of it's all just stories and, uh, making everybody feel good or whatever, or is it really doctrine? Right. Um, I don't remember who I was talking to the other day. Um, but somebody said, man, pastor, I, I really appreciate how you've taught us to, um, to examine scripture. Uh, because I, I sometimes I'll listen to what somebody is preaching and I'll look at the scripture in the context and I'll be like, that's not what it says. Now, not that the person is necessarily teaching false doctrine, but it's just they're not taking the scripture and keeping it in context. They're trying to twist the scripture to make it say what they want it to say, right? Um, and, and friend, we don't, we don't have to do that. We can just let scripture speak for itself. We don't have to twist it. We don't have to make God say what we want him to say. We need to say what God says. We just need to stick with scripture, right? Um, and so, yeah, even, even that, right? Um, somebody else? Was there somebody else? Yeah, Brother Corey. Right, yes. Right, yeah, that's very true. Right. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good, you know. Uh, that idea of being unequally yoked, you wouldn't put, a, uh, put an oxen with, uh, with a donkey or something like that because um, you're, you're, you're going to make the, the team weaker instead of making it stronger, Right. Um, and of course, God's desire in, in our lives is to be the, uh, the strongest Christian we can be and to help others to be strong, right? Um, and that's why, again, it is important to make sure that the friends that we have, are they helping us to grow? Are they encouraging? Are they helping us to be stronger in the Lord? Or is it something that they're just like, well, it doesn't really matter, you know, we can just, whatever, right? Um, is there that, is the strength coming from, uh, from that friendship, Right. Um, so again, think about what he says, um, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So you're talking about partnerships, right? That could be marriage, uh, you know, whatever it might be, uh, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. So there's, there's friendships there with the fellowship, uh, the friends that we have. Um, and may I say again, uh, I think I mentioned this the other day, but, uh, parents, you ought to be very careful who you let your, your children be friends with right? Um, just because somebody is the same age and, and whatever doesn't mean that they're just the, the, the friend you ought to... Um, I remember when we lived in, uh, in Missouri, and um, we lived kind of out in the country, and uh, we had a house, and there was a, another house next to us, and uh, this new family moved in, and they had a boy um, probably roughly kind of about the same age as I was. I was probably maybe 10 at the time, something like that, and... Um, I remember, uh, you know, every once in a while he would be home and we'd play and stuff like this. And I remember one day my um, uh, my brothers, I think Keith and Matt were outside, my dad, and we were doing something. And um, and they were real, my brothers, you know, um, they were just giving me a hard time. You know, I, I know, feel sorry for me. 
you know. Uh, they were just giving me a hard time. And I don't remember what it was, but there was an argument that was going on, and, um, and I said something, right? Um, and when I said it, I knew it was wrong. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was wrong, right? And, um, and when I said it, there was just kind of like a, a hush fell, you know? My brothers looked at me like, you in trouble. <laughs> my dad looked at me. I don't even know if my dad remembers this. Um, my dad looked at me and he said, what did you say? I was like, you want me to say it again? <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and he said, um, and these were the words that came out of his mouth. You've been hanging around Nick, haven't you? That's what he said. You've been hanging around Nick. And he said, that's not going to happen anymore. Why? Because he saw, even though this kid was, was young, um, he, my dad saw that as a 10-year-old boy, even though I didn't know what the word meant or whatever, he saw that this boy was not the right influence that I needed in my life. And, you know, uh, unless my parents were there, I, I didn't get to play with Nick anymore. Even though he's my neighbor, I didn't get to play with him. Right, um, and so we, we have to be very careful who we as parents who we let our our children with because again um, that that power of influence is so great right um, and and here's here's one of the things that, that I in in Proverbs chapter thirteen right um, Solomon Solomon messed up Solomon had his mistakes and things like this um, but th- there's a lot of great truths in the book of Proverbs. And in, um, in Proverbs chapter 13, he makes, it's, it's a really short verse, but it's such a powerful verse, right? In Proverbs chapter 13, watch what he says in verse number 20. He said, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. He that walk with the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You know, I, I want my kids to be around, and I, please understand, I'm not saying that any, any children, my kid around, they're just like the wisest people. No, look, I, kids make mistakes, right? Kids, kids do dumb stuff, right? I, I understand kids can still be kids, but I want my kids to be around other kids that aren't going to bring them down and cause them to be destroyed. I want them to be around kids who are going to, again, encourage them. Um, and so as parents, we have to, again, God, God entrusted you with those children. He's entrusted you with them. Okay, um, And so he expects us to take care of them. He expects us to do what is right in, in nurturing them and training them and, and helping them to grow to be what God wants them to be. Okay? Um, and, and so again, just kind of, uh, challenging parents, look, make sure even as, a, as, as parents, make sure you set some, some standards for your family, even as far as who your children are around and who they're with. Okay. Um, and, and so again, so that was just a side note there, but going back to what he says here, um, back in, uh, in second Corinthians chapter six, um, the unequally yoked, right? The, 
the fellowship with righteousness and unrighteousness. He says, what communion hath light with darkness? That's that companionship, right? Uh, again, making sure uh, that we have those that are, that are truly uh, going to encourage us and, and be the right companions. What concord hath Christ with Belial? That, that harmony, there's no harmony there, right? Uh, what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, right? What part? Participation. What am I going to be involved with in other people's lives, right? Um, look, just because, um, just because somebody may be good or may be kind or whatever doesn't mean that I need to be involved in everything that's going on in their life, right? He says, what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And again, I'm, I'm, I'm using this not just as an unsafe person and a saved person, but I'm using this as a, as a Christian that loves the Lord, wanting to serve God with a lost person and even a Christian that doesn't really care about serving God, right? Um, I want to be careful that I am uh, not participating in things that, that would not be honoring to the Lord, right? Um, there are certain places that we don't, um, even as a church, that we don't encourage or we don't like take our teens to certain places, Right? Um, even though there would, they would be called Christian, we don't take our teens there because of the things that we know that go on there. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want our teens participating in those things, right? And so, again, just because something has the name Christian to it doesn't mean that it's actually honoring to the Lord. Um, and so this is why it's so important, and Paul is talking about here, be careful, and that's why he says in verse number 17, "'Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord.'" Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, right? Again, our desire is to honor the Lord, right? To walk with him. He says, for ye are the temple of the living God, right? Our body is the temple of God. Jesus Christ lives inside of us, right? We talked this morning about how Paul uses the illustration of the building, right? We looked at that this morning about the building of the church, okay? Not the physical building, but every person who is saved, but at the end of that passage, he talks about how his desire is for us as the temple of God, right? And we have to remember, hey, God is living inside of me. When I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, came and to live inside of me. And I want to make sure that what I'm doing with this body, the friends that I'm with, those that are uh, whatever we're doing, I want to make sure that I'm honoring the Lord in my life, Okay. Um, and again, I, I'm, not saying, um, I'm not saying everybody has to be exactly the same, right? Uh, this is why we were talking about this. These are, these, there are going to be rules that you will implement in your family that maybe another family doesn't. You know what? And that's okay, right? But here's the thing you have to remember. You're not responsible for them. You're responsible for you, right? You're responsible for you, your family, your life. Uh, but at the same time, our responsibility is... We want to honor the Lord. We want to please God in what we're doing, okay? Um, and even, uh, you know, I remember there's an old saying, um, maybe you've heard it, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. You ever heard that before? Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best, right? I understand that. Um, but it almost, it almost makes it appear that good is okay when really... Our desire ought to be the best every time. We shouldn't just be content with good or better. Our desire ought to be the very best. The Lord desires the very best for us. Can I tell you something? He gave his very best for us. 
Aren't you glad he did? He didn't send Michael to come and die for us. That would have been worthless, right? He didn't send Gabriel. He sent the very best. He sent Jesus Christ. And just as he gave his best for us, he desires our best. He wants our best, right? Um, we, We talk about it. God wants the best for you. Well, do we really believe that? If we believe it, then we'll want to do the best for him and live a life that's pleasing to him, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, again, uh, this, this is a great passage here of just kind of looking at friendships, relationships, uh, making sure that we're honoring the Lord in these areas in our lives. Um, and, and that might mean something that, you know, we're going to have to cut off, right? We're going to have to cut off a friendship. Hey, this person, they're, they're not saved. They're always trying to lead me into things that are wrong. They're unbiblical. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just not going to be able to hang out with them. I'm not going to be able to be around them anymore. Um, is it because we don't like them? No, it's not because we don't like them. It's just, I, I love the Lord more. I, I want to serve the Lord more. I want to honor the Lord more than just honoring friends and, uh, and doing, you know, things like that. I want to honor the Lord in that. Um, and yeah, I'll still try to witness to him and I'll still try to, to talk to him, but I'm just, you know, those aren't, those just really aren't the friends that, that I want to be around. They're not the ones I'm going to hang around with, the relationships and, and things like this. And uh, it is, it's important for this, right? Um, we're going to have to stop there. I just, I just don't have time to get into the, uh, the rest of what I had tonight. Um, I'll blame it on the teenagers for taking too long. You know, I told them not to preach. They decided to preach anyway, but, um, but no. Um, but um, ne- next week, um, next week we're going to get into uh, a couple topics Lord willing, um, what is next week? I got to make sure it's it's okay because I know we have the youth service coming up. Okay, yeah. Um, so next week we might, um, if if the Lord kind of leads me this this week, we, we're going to get into a couple topics that um, maybe a little controversial uh, on some things. Um, but I think if we'll just look at what Scripture has to say, um, we'll look at this um, one dealing with kind of on um, on dating right? Dating and uh, that type of stuff. Um, on, uh, on modest apparel, what does the Bible say about modest apparel and things? So uh, we'll look at some of these uh, next week. Um, but I, I, hope you're taking, I hope you're taking some of these things and looking at the scripture and saying, all right, here's some biblical principles that we have. This is what the Bible says, and now I'm going to develop some standards. All right, I want to develop some standards for my, myself personally, uh, for my family, um, and and implement them, and teach your children, right? Again, I think I said this before, I think one of the reasons why we're losing many of our young people is we're not, we're, we're giving them rules, we're giving them a bunch of rules, but we're not teaching them why we have these rules, why we have these, these safety things, these um, uh, guards in our life, um, and it's important that we teach them, right? Um, and so I hope these things will help you, all right? Father, we do pray that you would just bless uh, Lord, just thank you for the great testimonies tonight of the young people and just how you worked in their hearts and through this week at camp. And Lord, I pray that they, that they would remember those things. Um, Lord, it wouldn't just be a week that they heard you speak to their heart and then they just forget it. Lord, it would truly be a week that they remember, uh, that they can go back to and say, Lord, this is the decision that I made. This is what you spoke to my heart about. Lord, I want to keep that decision. I want to keep doing what you've spoke to me about. And Father, I pray you'd help them. And uh, just thank you for what you're doing in, in our young people, uh, in, our, in their lives, and just help them to keep looking to you. 
Uh, Lord, just help us as we study your word, um, as we walk in liberty, Lord, that you just help us to realize how important it is um, that we develop some boundaries in our lives. Um, Lord, not just in license to do whatever we choose, but Lord, to walk in liberty uh, in you. And so, Father, I pray you'd help us in these things. Lord, just bless us this week. Give us opportunities to serve you. Give us opportunities to talk uh, to others about you, that we might share Christ uh, with others and help them to know you. And so, Father, just bless this week now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.